What's up, everyone? On this week's all-new episode of What's Up, Woody, my guest is the one and only the legendary Lady Bunny. We really uh, have known each other for a very, very long time, and we really get into some great topics, talking about current affairs, uh, COVID-19, of course, the vaccine, and um, just all around really enjoy discovering and hearing each other's point of views. Um, and there's a lot of power in that. Mind you, I'm still learning how to use my equipment. So the audio is a little off in the beginning, but it even outs. Forgive me. I apologize. <laughs> but anyways, here we go. Another episode of What's Up, Buddy, with my guest, the one and only Lady Bunny. Can well, you hear hi me? There. Hi. How are you, darling? I'm good. Let me just get my um, shit all tested. What's, what's going on? You have a beard. I know. You have, have a beard. Right? I, I, I have one, too. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Miss COVID, honey, she, she added 40 pounds and she added a beard. <laughs> oh, honey, I don't even brush my teeth anymore. It's sitting under that mask, you know. Why bother? Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. What's up, Woody? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Am, am I supposed to be representing hope and joy? I think you've got the wrong number. <laughs> maybe I you mean, might want to you... go ahead I'm, I'm, I'm giving bad bunny a run for his money because uh, I'm just rotten <laughs> these days absolutely rotten I am uh, I am now identifying as trans species because I am twice the size my hair is down to my back and I have a full beard so it is a literal gender fuck explosion over here. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't have a full beard. You do. I don't have a full beard. Well, your beard's not full. It's not like beard, yeah. it's not like a Rip Van Winkle. It's like a trimmed gay male beard. No, it's not no, like it's a, a. It's a healthy grow. It's a healthy grow. Yeah, it's not like a Muslim. And, and do you believe I'm going to be forty this year? I can believe it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, well, well, let's don't let's don't say, think of it as we're old. Let's think of it as we're survivors. That's right. This yeah, this is yes. the second I mean, pandemic I got through. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, uh, I mean, of course, our audience knows who you are, but for those that you know in Kentucky that don't. Uh, Lady Bunny is one of the global trendsetters for drag world. Has done so much, created weight stock in the midst of really, in my mind, like the first kind of pandemic, which was AIDS. I, I mean, and at a certain point, I want to talk a little bit about this, and then we can go into our. Bunny okay. and I are going to do our own version of like hot topics, like from the. Yes. I, I'm not quite sure if you're going to be the Joy Behar, the Woody Goldberg. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> but um, I won't be the know, Megan McCain. I will not be the Megan McCain. That's for be, sure. All right. <laughs> I'd probably be the sunny. I'd probably be the sunny. She's the one I like best. Just off off the cliff. <laughs> but she's she's got to she's got to stop with that nose contouring and save it for the drag queens, honey. She's had a nose job and she contours her nose down like a drag queen and it just looks awful. It's like this is this is high definition TV folks. You can't do stage makeup for a drag queen on a real woman who's doing close-ups. It's just not going to work. 
actually in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> well, I, I assume, yeah, I, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, enough about her. So, back to me. Yes, back to you. Because, you know, you and I have known each other for a very long time. You know, I was thinking about this morning. When I was thinking about the history and how lucky I am to have had you in my life. Because truth be told, I was coming out on the radio and... You know what? I'm getting, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm getting a little bit of the weirdness with the sound. Like, I'm not hearing you. Okay. You need to, do you need to be near the Is mic or? Now? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. It was just love. That's all. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Um, you and I should talk a little bit about our history. Like, we have known each other now, truth be told, for almost 20 years. Wow. What well, I came out on the radio um, in New York which was a huge deal at that time because people just weren't doing that. Um, and then I was doing events and stuff at this bar called Waterworks in Albany, New York. Yes, that was and fun. I, I remember being like, you know what? We we should get Lady Bunny. We should get Lady Bunny. And I remember I, I found your email. I emailed you. I called you. And you kind of became a staple for Albany and Waterworks. A hot minute. Because you performed a bunch of times there. I did. It's you know, it, it happened a lot for a few years and then it ended. But it was the fun. The place where you brought me was a really fun crowd. Sexy guys up there. Yeah, Waterworks. Yeah. We had we had mm -hmm. such a we you know, I I I think about uh the times that for me like coming out, right? Like came out on the radio in such a big way and then I got this opportunity to like really help create the culture there in upstate New York for gay people um, and you were a huge part of that I mean oh well thank you for having me yeah I mean I loved it you were great you were, it was so fun and people I think people still talk about that actually like and actually I did my first well I wasn't girl drag I was boy drag at the first okay. one you did. I did a Black Eyed Peas song with Penny Larson. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. But it was so fun. It was just, you know, like, there, there is a sense of joy that you bring around people. A demented sense of joy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's talk about what, what what's going on in your world right now. What are you doing? I mean, pandemic obviously has changed all of our lives. Uh, and, you know, we talk about this often, you know, as a producer in TV, like, you know, everything has changed. So I imagine what it, what it, as a performer, what ha has it been like for you? Well, um, all my work ended uh, March, and uh, so it's been a tough time. There are not the same kind of unemployment things available for um, freelance workers because, you know, I don't have a, a, a regular job. So at any rate, we've had to, performers have had to go online, which... I think, you know, uh, by Christmas time, 
you know, at first it was like, oh, a novelty. We can watch drag shows online. And, you know, everyone was doing Facebook Live and people were doing different download shows. And I did some shows with the Drag Race Girls, with Bianca. We had a show called Hateful Hags Network where we just dissed everyone. And uh, then I think people got kind of sick of the drag, uh, the, the online shows. So I did a few um drive and drag things with Voss events where they, you know, you perform in a parking lot in a mall in Long Island or New Jersey. And um, those were fun, except for the one in July when it was boiling and I was sitting up there in a girdle and a neoprene dress try and realizing on stage how uh, fat and out of breath I'd gotten. So that was kind of like, a, I mean, I had to sit down. <laughs> During one of the numbers, honey, that was really between the the the, ho the thick hose, the thick makeup, the heavy wigs. I was like, oh, girl, are you sure you, but I'm ready to get back out there and perform as soon as it's safe to because uh, just uh, the last couple of days, I've started walking around on my tiptoes as if I was in high heels. And it really makes you feel connected with that person that you were when you were wearing heels, which is not just earning money but seeing people and making them laugh and or DJing and making them dance but I do think that for that that for unless you could do outdoor shows or you know the the room is larger this is not really a time that I want to be performing in smaller venues you know not at this stage in the vaccination game and I did see some queens who were accepting dollar tips, you know, from in a, in a restaurant. And I, I, I don't think that that's too safe. I don't want to shame anybody who's got to pay their bills, you know, and, and go out to work. Because if you need to take a risk, you need to take a risk. Essential health care workers do that every day, um, which is why they need to be paid more. So um, the the uh, but but yeah, that's that's it. I'm doing a podcast with Ebony. Ex Ebony Exchange, Monet Exchange called um, uh, Ebony and Irony. And that's anywhere podcasts are, Spotify, Apple, whatever. And that's been fun because she's one of my favorite girls from Drag Race. And uh, she's a New Yorker. We really didn't know each other before we did the podcast, but we hit it off really well. And she had to talk about a variety of, of topics from pop culture to drag to covid we had a covid doctor on one time who actually works in the emergency room and he had all this because my mother's a nurse and she sent me an email saying i'm double masking now because of these new uh more infectious strains and there i did kind of like a deep dive into it you know there is so much misinformation about masks and you can be wearing a mask every day and still be doing it wrong you can't pull it down to take yeah. a phone call you you, no, right. you, you you can't yeah. yeah i mean you can't um, you can't really be touching it and taking it on and off if your hands have touched something. Right, because, so because mostly, I guess, from what I've read, is like it's not just a breathing like disease. It's like you could touch a, 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 a hand paper towel thing in a bathroom and contract. Oh, or it's, or a, a, a door to a taxi, right. or a, um, a a rail on the going down to the subway steps. So it's like 
we, we have to, you know, we hear so many wild things. We've got to think, well, how does this virus spread and try to stop the ways that we encounter it? The mask does two things, and I'm not an expert, but I think I understand this right. It stops sure. your own spit and, and in what is coming out of your nose, your breath or whatever from flying Yes. And so, um, and then it also filters and those little disposable masks that I've been wearing since March, they don't do a lot for the filtering. So you're supposed to get in 95. Yeah. I mean, they, but they like, they're fine for outside, but if you're going to be on a plane, you should get the, the N95 one or put a cloth one over that. Or, you know, as my mother, right. the former nurse was saying, um, you know, because that's going to do a better job filtering. And, um, and but there's also and I agree with that. I, I have traveled a lot during quarantine because you know my mom had a stroke, so I bet I, I spent a lot of time um, back and forth from West Coast to East Coast, and I was flying in the middle of the pandemic, and I was like, oh, mm. I'm gonna go with God here and just make sure, you know just make sure I'm doing my part to be responsible, like in okay. Am I sanitizing? Am I washing my hands? Like, you know, making sure that I keep myself six feet apart. Even on set, I did a show for We that's coming out um, later this year. And like, you know, like we got tested three times a week. Like everyone is really trying to do their part, especially for the entertainment industry. Like, because this is our, for a lot of people, especially people like you, we're, we're all freelancers. We get paid by the gig. Right. Right. Like, right. and, and to not have that or to not feel safe about doing that, you know, is really tough and hard for all of us. So I well, think, I mean, we, we go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So well, we, we work around other people. Everyone is and trying to figure out how to navigate the course. You know, we're just trying to figure it out. I don't understand why the government doesn't give out the superior kinds of masks because there was a doctor on uh, the news site, The Week, saying that if we just got these N95 masks and wore them inside, the virus would kill itself in uh, four weeks. You know, so, I mean, I, I, I know that this, the, I mean, I'm glad that the vaccine is a tool to reduce the virus. Um, but there's a lot of fear about the vaccine. There's a lot of um, people who are saying that they will not get the vaccine. And truth be told, we are going to still have to use the masks and the uh, hand washing and possibly the social distancing. Uh, just this weekend until 2022. So the, the, the vaccine isn't a, a, an instant fix. A it's not a flipping a switch. It's a tool. Right, right, right. And they're saying that it's going to take probably three months, right, for the people to get the vaccine. And then I just saw the latest report from the New York Times that uh, the that people who have had COVID only now need to have the single dose. Oh, see, I, I would love to know what that's based on because, you know, when you come out and you say the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine are, uh, one is 21 days apart between the two shots, the other is 29 right. days. And I don't believe that because they're both supposed to be 94 
100% effective. And now they're saying, oh, you may not need the second shot. Before they were saying, oh, you don't need to get it, uh, you know, 21 days or 29 days apart. Well, that's what you tested it on. And that's what you determined it was 95% effective. I mean, you know, they, they like to bitch about authoritarian China, but China, and of course, I don't believe China's numbers on how, how, how they're doing you know, with the virus. We but both agree on that, yes. I, I think that... Yeah, but they also, they would go to your home and, and, if you, and test everybody. If you had it, you got yanked. And if you did, if you were living there, you got quarantined. So it's like, you know, I mean, we, we've got all these variables of like, oh, well, maybe you don't need but one shot or, oh, you do need. And then there's a Johnson & Johnson one that's only, I don't think it's ready yet, but it's only 60% effective. And, you know, the government on both sides yeah. is run. Because right now there's only two that have been approved, and then there's a third one coming, a third vaccine that's coming. I don't know the, I, I don't want to misspeak, but I, I, I did read that there's a third vaccine coming. But it is interesting to me, and you can tell me what you think about this. You know, listen, I'm going to get the vaccine. I talk about this openly. I'm HIV positive. I have been for seven years. You know, I talk about it openly because I want to break the stigma of like, you know, this stupid bullshit about like, you know, that we do as a culture with people that are HIV positive is somehow like we're bad people or something different. You know, the stigma mm -hmm. that is with HIV people. But like, you know, well, no, you I were bad. You were bad before you got HIV. That, that I can I say for sure. sure. Was. You were a bad person. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Awful. I'll vouch for you. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, we have known each other that long. So, yes. but, but, you know, they, they, uh, there is this, weird like um uh, you know like for me like i want to have the vaccine because i consider i am very asthmatic and i'm also HIV positive so i'm high risk i want to have the vaccine i get it but like you know like there are people in my life and you can tell me what you think about this that have gotten the vaccine and they've gotten sick after they've gotten the vaccine and i was like okay well that that's what happens even with the flu shot so, like, it's interesting to me that people are, especially today, and this kind of plays into your thought that we were talking about earlier about cancel culture and all that. Like, it's everyone just goes to the extreme very quickly. <laughs> right. Like, it's like either hot, but like super fucking hot that burns your skin, or like super cold. Like, there's no middle ground anymore. Like, people are having a hard time, like, finding common ground and, and and i'd love to know your thought about this like what changed like what in our world what in our world and was it the donald trump of it all like that created this culture of like we're just mad at each other all the time and it sucks well donald trump was definitely polarizing and uh, you know he definitely uh, lied a lot and and you know downplayed the virus by uh, i mean he was revealed in an interview with bob woodward of uh, you know i don't want to use the word legendary because that's a little too draggy for a report but he's done many many big stories for decades and decades and decades he did bob published an interview with trump you know 
when he was saying that this this coronavirus is deadly and at the same time he gave that interview he was telling people it was a flu that would be over by easter so you know he definitely um uh he definitely spread a lot of misinformation but actually it's cable news channels like MSNBC, Fox News, and CNN, which are designed to be polarizing and which make money off of clickbait. Now, they all gave Trump more... Yeah. Yeah, they gave Trump way more time in 2016 than they gave to Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, and they did it for ratings. But the reason that these... See, when I grew up watching the news, we didn't have cable news. Um, and you just had people you had saying... Network, you had network news. You had NBC, ABC, CBS. Like, you didn't right, have and, all or, that. Well, we may have had PBS too, but you basically had people okay. reporting on the news saying, this is what happened. This is what happened. You didn't have spin meisters trying to craft people's, you know, or, or I mean, honestly, the MSNBC viewer is more politically aligned with me, but they are just as misled as the Trump voter. And so that... Now, Bill Clinton and Ronald Reagan both helped give birth to this cable news phenomena. And now most of the people who watch cable news watch that. And, you know, it is really, uh, it's really shocking to see some of the stuff that they get away with. I don't watch Fox, but I will sometimes put on MSNBC and, you know, they... Rachel Maddow has been pushing for years this thing that the biggest threat to this country is Russia. And then we have, you know, years of that Bob Mueller, uh, Robert Mueller trial, which yields a verdict of no collusion and no uh, effect on the election. But yet you've got Democrats running around trying to discredit all of their opponents. Or if I even say, um, you know, Joe Biden went back on his word on stimulus checks, they'll accuse me of working for Putin because they're engaged in this hysteria. And, you know... If you follow the trial, that was the ruling. I don't deny that Trump had dirty dealings all over this country and all over the world. I don't trust him one bit. But you see, we all, even though Trump spread nonsense, here's what the, here's what the, the we polarized the virus. And this is why you say we can't find common ground. You were either a Democrat who wore your mask and wanted the vaccine and you never, ever question it, or you're a Republican that wants to open up immediately and not wear a mask and possibly, you know, especially if you're in the anti-vaxxer or uh, QAnon, you, you did not trust the vaccine as a tool to, but, but you know what? People will, so Dr. Fauci, he did lie. He lied about uh, masks. He said that masks were not effective at trans at, at stopping the spread of COVID. And he said, that, he said that, yeah. but then he did change his standing. Right. But, but when you say in a big way, when people's minds are, are trying to get information on this, listen, was that a white lie? To, to, to where he could have enough of the N95 masks to give it to the, the, the um, 
emergency workers? Well, if it was, I don't mind that as much. But you see, every little avenue that you give the conspiracy theories to doubt, you every time you tell a lie, that is going to give them another pathway for the conspiracy theories or just to doubt. And a Republican for saying that, that's what he said on the news. You could Google it. You know, I mean, it's out there. He also said that, um, that you, what is exactly? Oh, yeah. He was asked how many people need to get vaccinated in order for us to get herd immunity. He said 60%, and then he changed it to 85%. Well, that's a 25% jump. And he was asked on the news about why he changed that. And I'm open to new, you know, information coming in or, or whatever. But he said he looked at the polling numbers of who would take the vaccine and decided to nudge the numbers. Okay, but the polling numbers of asking people if they would take the vaccine, that's not science. If you need you're 60%. Talking, you're talking about prior to the election, correct? Is that what you're talking? Like those? Yeah, numbers. I'm saying. That, do you either next? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure when when he said that, but he was asked on the news, and he said he nudged it upward. You know, and that's like I, I don't understand why he would do that because you don't want to create doubt. And the thing is, I moved to New York at the height of the AIDS crisis blossoming. And Dr. Fauci was in a similar role, uh, you know, working with viruses at that time. And I don't, I, I wasn't that involved back then because, believe it or not, I was once a twink. And um, the, uh, you know, so I was interested in drinking and partying and sex. But the main uh, gay magazine in New York, the New York Native, had Fauci and one guy he worked on blasting him as the devil every other week because he would not a green light certain AIDS drugs. So I don't come from a place of uh, automatically testing him, uh, of trusting him. And I'll just like, I mean, I want to test scientists because I can't, you know, conduct tests in, in laboratories. But let me give you another. Um, so, you know, a friend of mine is a retired mom and uh, she is taking extra, you know, money in by embroidering whatever people commission her to embroider. She was asked to do a thing of Dr. Fauci. And I'm like, so we shouldn't, you actually want that hanging in your home? Like Dr. Fauci? I mean, you know, he's, he's you know, I mean, he, I, I, I want to trust him, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm not I mean, a conspiracy theorist. I think the majority of Americans want to trust him, and I and, and I, I I do believe, in my opinion, and I say that emphatically because you know my opinion speaks for myself, and just uh, that, but and just like yours does, but um, I do believe that unfortunately he has got he's been painted kind of like in the media, and whether it's left or right, he's been painted as like not a great person but he's actually very smart and like he has studied these this case and he has been on record for even before covid really broke out in the states like saying like this is a problem there was there was a whole game plan set uh with his help by brock and joe when, when he was in office and trump just threw it out the window so like to me i understand what you're saying i get it like 
I understand the left media has clearly very much so painted a picture of the Republican Party in a way that is not flattering. I understand. <laughs> oh, well, 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 both have done that. Bo- both yeah, yeah, parties. Both sides have done that 100%. Absolutely. But, it, you know, what? Ups- what is hard for me, a, a hard pill for me to swallow is the 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 aftermath of all of that because what it comes down to is like when donald trump won the election i was livid i was like i can't believe this happened hillary is very experienced she would have handled in my opinion as i continue to say she would have handled things much better and i know you don't necessarily agree with that but and i respect that that's fine um but i think she would have handled things better she would have handled things better. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Maybe not 100%. No, yeah, right. And not everyone's going to be 100%, but I do believe what I don't like about the culture today, and let's talk about this, is this cancel culture and why things go to such an extreme. You know, like for me, it really bothers me that nobody wants to have a conversation. And that's the big thing on my podcast. It's like, I want to have a conversation. Like when we talked about this, I was like, let's talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. I don't like, I want to have a real conversation because I think that that's what we're lacking in real life. Like everyone wants to paint a free picture of like, this is how I am, this is how I am. And then, but they're not able to find a middle ground. Like when Donald, what I was getting, the point I was getting to was that when Donald Trump was elected president, like I got disinvited from Christmas, like from my family's Christmas, like because they just didn't see the way that I saw. And, And, but it also gave me that moment of like, wow, I'm not hearing them. Right, like I'm not listening, and I'm not understanding what they're saying, and I'm not understanding how they believe, and they're doing the verse for me. So, like after that, I on my social media, and you know, we both have a very large presence on social media. I didn't talk badly about anybody but Donald Trump, and, and the only reason I did that was because I was just pointing out all the things that he was doing wrong. Now, maybe on the right side, they probably could do the same thing with Democrats, sure. But in my opinion, I didn't want to play a part of a divisive culture of you're wrong because you feel how I feel about my opinion. Does that make sense? Like, you know what I mean? Like, people should be allowed to feel how they feel. You know, like, if you don't believe the same way that I do, that's not a bad thing. Like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be mad at you because you don't believe the same way that I. Does that make no, sense? No, no. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be mad at people who think differently, and we should be open. Like I had a disagreement with a trans friend who, you know, did not want, uh, you know, sex education in, in schools and and where they were teaching them about you know uh, condoms. And when I said, "Why would you not?" want them to learn about condoms you have hiv and she said well i've been i was sexually molested as a child it's a question of when you teach them about this kind of stuff so listen i wasn't molested as a child i tried um but uh you know 
I, 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 that's not my experience. That was her experience. I can't say, fuck you, bitch. We didn't, we had different, you know, how dare you think that? Because we had different life experiences. So, um, the, 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 listen, there's always going to be relatives that we can't talk to about religion because we're on a different page but many times the stuff that we don't want to talk about we don't even have good reasons for and we are branded to a political ideology which is not even making sense to us and our arguments are based on stuff that does not make sense you know for example um it, it's like what, I mean, there's there's many examples, but we okay. We were talking about um, Fauci being loved by the left and hated by the right, and I don't think that he's hated by all the right. I just think that there have been a f few things that arouse suspicions. I don't think we should fall hook, line, and sinker for anything anyone working in, like you know, in, in involved. I mean, our government is is eaten up with drug contributions. That's why. So here's another example. Here, the truth, truth be told, we agree there because I don't understand how, especially speaking as somebody who's HIV positive, like thank God for the AIDS Healthcare Foundation and organizations like that, the Ryan White Act, like that helped me pay because I'm a freelancer. I don't have health insurance all the time. And thank God I have organizations like that that help me get that medication because if I did, wasn't able to get that medication, we're talking about $2,700 a month right. for the HIV meds, like, which is absurd and crazy. And in other countries, it's not like that. In Australia, people with HIV, they pay $7 as a copay for a month worth of prescription drugs for HIV. Right. Like, I mean, why don't, don't we have that here? Like that. Well, we don't. We don't have that because Democratic politicians and Republican politicians are bought by the insurance and pharmaceutical companies, and you know, this is why I'm glad that Trump is not in office, but Joe Biden is the number one um, recipient of insurance and uh, contributions. So uh, that's why he says he would veto Medicare for all, which is a s bigger step than Obamacare to right. what they have in Australia, what they have right. in England. What, and it's not it's not, not even the far left. Exactly. Healthcare and it works just fine. <laughs> and, and, and what what the politicians like Bernie Sanders and AOC are suggesting Medicare for all that isn't even. Uh, going as far as what exotic far away Canada has. I mean, you know, we so so we've 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 allowed, you know, uh, our our politics to become branded. And here is another way that we've done that, and the way that the media sells us something that really is not at all true. So. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, is having calls to resign now from the light, from the right and the left because he lied about the number of nursing home deaths in right. New York. And right. then he threatened... And by the way, just not to interrupt you, but I could totally speak to that because, like I had I, I mentioned to you, my mom had a stroke. And right. I had to put her, in the middle of the pandemic, I had to put her in a... Um, living like assisted living facility right but right. it was every week 
that they would call because I am her power of attorney and her healthcare provider, you know, like I take yes. care of her. But they would call me every week and be like, somebody else tested positive. This person tested positive. Like, another staff member tested positive. And I was like, what is happening? Like, why are we not taking this more seriously? You know, like I was like, why? Like, my mother is in a high risk zone and I am paying for her to be in your facility. And every week there's another person, another person, another person. Like it's it's well, very some, sometimes these people didn't even have the right protective gear. You know, they didn't have that in, in right, nursing right, homes right. or hospitals, and there were cases of the, the in hospitals of people reusing their masks and putting on plastic bags. This isn't a third world country, but right. sadly, that's how we treat healthcare, and especially you know, like nursing homes, because there's this horrible idea of like you know they're on their way out anyway, right. and and you know, so right. why why waste resources? So, um, so we were, we were treated to this thing, treated in quotes, to this full court press selling of Andrew Cuomo. He was making addresses that calmed people because Trump was such a mess at his addresses. Now, do not act on hysteria. Of course, the coronavirus is frightening. Never seen anything like this in our lifetime. I mean, I remember the Spanish flu from 1918, but uh, most of us don't. You know, that was the, the, the this a similar health issue. But um, so there were articles. You know, Cuomo was given a special Emmy for soothing people's tones. He was. Uh, Marie Claire, the women's magazine, wrote a th thing gushing about how gorgeous he is. No, he is not. His brother Chris Chris Cuomo on CNN is gorgeous and a hunk. And I daddy vibes all day. Yeah. Yes, I would drop to my knees and suck in second heartbeat. <laughs> but but I don't even I, like white people, and I would still drop to my knees. <laughs> same here, girl. Andrew uh, is not uh, handsome or sexy to me. And, uh, you know, but they were raging on about saying that, you know, Rachel Maddow, again, on MSNBC, saying that he, you know, not Trump, should be president. Now, I don't have to like Trump to, to know that, Mar that Andrew Cuomo cut $2.5 in Medicare during the pandemic. And the Huffington Post reports that he did this to spite progressive Democrats who were holding his feet to the fire about corruption, about all kinds of things. Now this scandal emerges and we have been sold a bunch of shit, just like the media sold uh, Rudy Giuliani as America's mayor because he was just there making announcements after 9-11. The 9-11 Rudy Giuliani is much different than the Rudy Giuliani. No, it wasn't. That's just... You, no, it's, it's just... It, it's it, We hated Giuliani um, because he was the one that was enforcing this cabaret law to where they would use it to stop dancing in clubs. We hated right. Giuliani. We hated Andrew Cuomo um, because he was the one that would get together with real estate developers developers and, and, and wealthy interest landlords, etc., and and not want until two or three years ago, this was every year. 
because the state capital is Albany, which is more conservative. Every year, we thought our rent control was just going to vanish, and we were panicked, thinking, are we moving to Jersey? Are we moving to, you know, where are we moving? So, I mean, this guy, and, and you know, all Rudy Giuliani did during 9-11 is do his job. Yeah, we, we were in a panic. We yeah. were in a panic. And, and and we just wanted in the chaos to reach out to someone. And yeah, we were it, for any, any sign of hope. At that right. We were like, all right, cool. Like, especially because I was in the Albany area during 9-11. And, you know, we did bake sales and like anything we could do. Like, we saw all of our local fire, fire people and police, everyone going to New York City, wondering like is this the last time we're going to see them like we we were all i think in that point like just reaching for like something like somebody give us something okay know? but that's a there's a there's a, a brilliant author named naomi klein who wrote a book about this about shock and all the shock and awe doctrine listen sure. we cannot underestimate this governments will do right or left they will use even if we like them even if they're obama they will use cataclysmic events to make us scared to sell us on stuff that is not good for us like the the like the uh, 9-11 was used by george w bush to invade 100%. iraq for no reason the same way yes so, so we have to be very careful about that. And Andrew Cuomo may be a Democrat, but he is kind of like a, 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 a threatening people. He's kind of mob-like. I mean, you know, it's 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 really he can be a Democrat and suck. And don't you know me criticizing him is not because I want the Republican uh, to I, I to win in that, New York. And in, in your defense, I do want to say that. I've never thought, like, I know that you, obviously, you and I are both very vocal on different ends of the spectrum when it comes to politics and what we believe in and what we don't believe in. But, like, there's never a moment where I feel like, and in your defense, like, that you wish harm on somebody because you believe in the way that you believe. That's not. Oh, no. No, I want to convince them. <laughs> <laughs> you, want to, you, want to, you want to educate. I feel the same. They can educate me too. They can educate me too because I'm not always right. And I, I don't know. I don't know how they arrived at their conclusions or you know what they went through. And listen, if they have a mortgage, that I don't really know what that involves. So you know, I'm a renter. So you know, people have different situations that you know. If, I mean, I want a fifteen dollar minimum wage, and maybe they don't because they are a, a small employer. You know, people have different concerns. Different anything that you're proposing is going to pan out differently from for different people, and everyone deserves a seat at the table to to state their case you have been amazing and what i love most about you is you and i are a lot alike in ways where we are very unapologetic about how we feel about this. so what what in your mind do you think about these this fourteen hundred dollars stimulus check? Some people are mad. Some people feel like things got phrased wrong. 
$2,000 that Biden said we would get when he was really just putting things together? Well, um, here is basically not only how I look at this, but how I look at progressive Democrats versus centrist Democrats. So progressive Democrats meet a crisis. Progressive Democrats want bigger government. And even though they won't always tell you this, which is why I do not, which is why I take issue with my side, um, they don't tell you that everything that they're proposing usually involves a tax increase. Now, it can be a tax increase for the wealthiest, which, you know, I don't think many of us mind, but um, it can, it, it also, I mean, if you want Medicare for all, your taxes are going to go up and you're going to save a lot on health insurance. That's all, That's what they need to stress and be open about it because otherwise the Republicans are going to be able to say, oh, you know, AOC and, and Bernie Sanders, they're the far left. They're not far left. You know, what they're doing would be considered, you know, middle of the road or even like in England, you, you would be far right if you didn't want a national health service, which is essentially, you know, free health care. So, um, the so Joe Biden uh, got into office and put up a painting of FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Now, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, you know, and this is in keeping with Biden's slogan, "Build Back Better," right? Franklin Delano Roosevelt said, uh, "Well, he 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 came out of the Depression." And he wanted to build the country back, as Biden's campaign slogan is. And he created the social safety net, as we know it, with Social Security and, um, you know, uh, stronger uh, minimum wage, all of this kind of stuff. So is Biden going to just hang a photo of FDR, a, bit, a painting, or is he going to try to be like FDR? Because you know what? Uh, FDR was not that progressive and he famously said oh you people need this well you need to quote make me do it so if you know we all know that politicians have you know the ears of 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 lobbyists and that's politicians on both sides who are promising them campaign donations who are promising them trips and perks and, and all the kind of stuff so we the people have to get together and say what it is we really need so when you look at things in that framework it's bernie sanders kamala harris and a senator from massachusetts named ed markey who spearheaded $2,000 checks per month in May. Now, this was something that she, Kamala put before the Senate. And I wonder why she isn't saying that today and why Joe Biden is, is saying, you know, $2,000 checks, um, vote, for, vote for these two senators in the Georgia runoff and, and $2,000 checks will go out immediately. Well, he's a month into his office and they haven't gone out. And some people think that he was saying 600 that was already approved by Trump and add 1400 to it. But he was saying 2000. So when people are in dire need, you know, do you really want to, I mean, split hairs? Now, I know that he can't get this through himself, but 
other countries like the ones that we were mentioning earlier, Australia, uh, Europe, they have given out monthly payments and we are in a pandemic. And so the, the, the economic crisis is just crazy. I mean, people well, are not- It literally is just as important as the pandemic, truth be told, because we, we were already trillions of dollars in debt to countries like China and like, uh, like places like, we're already in debt. So then on top of that, when, when we're giving out all of this money and, and, and shot, I mean, how many, 32 million people unemployed, I feel like I just read, like, it's wild to me how much we are bleeding cash flow. Like our country, as, as great as a power as it is, like, we are struggle city. Yes, we are. And, and we owe so much to China that I don't know how that is paid back, but I know what we're spending now. And we, the $600, was it the Cash Act or the CARES Act? I don't remember. But that, the, in order to pass that $600 relief, while Trump was still president, the Democratic, uh, you know, they, they, they did get that approved. That was a 5,200 page bill that they got at 2 p.m. and we're expected to vote on it that night. Now, I don't know why Congress does this, but they always want to wrap up pork. So this was Republican pork of tax breaks for racehorse owners, because I know they're struggling. They're right. not. And, you know, the, 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 so there were, there were there were tax breaks for, you know, martini lunches, they're called, for business people. Those are not needed. If you can... Yeah, if you're, they try to shove everything into one document when it just doesn't it, 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 and things that we don't need to be discussing like at that yes. point we should have just been worried about taking care of the millions of people who lost their jobs and right. who were trying to figure out how are we not going to get kicked out of our house how are we going to pay our car note? how are we going to pay for insurance like that should have been the focus and i think that that is where we got very lost in what happened and because it just didn't translate. Like everyone like kind of like, I felt like it was like talking to a wall at a lot of the points. We were like, wait, what's happening? Like, how are we, how are we not able to put the money in the hands of the people that need it? Well, you, exactly. And, and so when, 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 when you look at it in terms of we owe so much to China, I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, well, we you do. know, maybe. I mean, that's just a, a fact. Like, they buy yeah. out our debt. Like, right. Well, maybe products. maybe we should have stopped producing stuff because, you know, we, 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 we get everything from China. And when I grew up, there were, you know, you will know about this from Albany, even though we didn't grow up in the same area. Yeah. <laughs> um, you will know that the, the pride that was that, that was given to union workers who made stuff here. So you when you bought American made, you were helping to keep your skilled or semi-skilled union employed neighbor um, working so that they in turn could hire you as the drag queen performer or go to your barber shop or buy the homemade candles that you make or buy stuff off of your farm and that the the support for unions among both parties went downhill but the the, the I mentioned a couple things of the Republican um, pork in the the $600 bill. 
So the, the Democrats had theirs too, and it was centered around defense. And we gave $1.2 billion to Egypt for their defense, we, which turned around and bought weapons from us. You know, so somebody is getting paid for that. And uh, and it's not us. And why does Egypt need that money in a crisis? I don't want you to, to, to worry about Egypt and their weapons just so they can buy. You know, sadly, weapons and, and, and defense and war is one of the few things that we still do manufacture. So when you but put not this manufacture billions of dollars, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like billions of dollars are still sent. Like, we haven't technically as a country been in a war since 9-11, you know, so like, I don't understand why so much money is given to that, like, especially every time the president comes in, they want to like, oh, we're taking the troops out of so-and-so, or we're taking the troops out of here, and it was like, all right, great, well, if we're taking them out, let's make sure, first of all, it's very important to me that we continue or that I hope that our country understands how important taking care of our vets are. Well, we are putting their lives on the line. They are, but there has been some bitterness in the veteran community because um, they are realizing bit by bit that they are not fighting in wars like Iraq. Um, for to, to make America safe, they are they you know I mean we are still in wars. Afghanistan is the longest war in U.S. history, and there was something called the Afghanistan Papers. If anyone wants to look it up, that revealed that George W. Bush, who invaded, uh, Obama, who followed, and then Trump, who followed him, they did not even have a clear mission. And, you know, th th do you think that these veterans don't follow these reports that come out in vets newsletters? They do. So while we're all saying, I support the troops, often we don't even know what their mission is. And the Afghanistan papers revealed that the message under these three presidents, the mission was unclear. So when you when you tell them to go and fight for something that's unclear and they come back with missing limbs or PTSD become, you know, I think a third of the homeless are, are vets or they don't come back, you know, th this and, and, and honestly, um, we've got to say what is in our budget. Even if we can't pay China back right now, why did we just give 1.2 billion to Egypt, half that to Israel? I mean, we give them every money every year. I mean, there was 25 million in that $600, you know, stimulus yeah, thing. Yeah, in, in that package, right? There were tens of, like, I think 25 million. It could be, it could be less. I, I, it's something around that for the Kennedy Center, baby. It's not open. We're trying. We're trying to say get money to people because they're in food banks for the first times in their lives. They are going to get evicted. And you know, I just you know another thing that's just happened is the shit storm in. Texas, which left yeah. so many people out of power. Now, not, not it, only not only left people out with eight degree weather without power, but literally where moms are seeing their kids die in Florida. Yes, you know, there's, there's a story where like a woman, her three kids died during that. Oh yeah, I, I think two dozen and bills that are like ten thousand dollars because they're on a slide. I, I remember reading this morning like. 
I feel like Texas has a sliding scale when it comes to like PG&E, but so that that's why like all these people that are have power are going to get these like huge bills. Yes, well, they, they one of them was a sixteen thousand dollar bill, um, you know, and and insane. And he had on he had auto pay on and they just kept charging him and charging him. And I don't know what I mean, I'm not sure why it would be. I don't know what he was doing to make uh, that bill so much just since a week ago when the snowstorm hit. But the way that I look at it is, is that AOC is who I am, you know, the Democrat who I'm probably the Dem Bernie Sanders is an independent uh, who I'm closely aligned with. Now she raised 4.7 billion as a million as of today for relief as charity. And I sing her praises and the people of Texas may soften their attitudes towards the far left or whatever it is they consider her, you know, um, because the Republicans will paint even Joe Biden as far left and claim on Fox News. Oh, he's fallen under the 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 influence of Bernie and the far left communist. And they and mix they, that they up. They try to paint a picture of AOC and Bernie as crazy people. And now, mind you, I'm not the biggest supporter of either of them i do on i do get them and i respect very much so especially aoc and i've talked about this on my social media i i respect that we have a younger woman in a position where she can put pressure on these old white men who run our i respect okay 100 okay but it's not Okay, but we can't respect somebody because of their sex or their race without sure. knowing what they support. Because, you yes. know, uh, Bernie Sanders well, is ideals, one of the oldest dude. white. I, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, Bernie Sanders is the oldest man in the game and he has the most progressive policies and he may be white, but um, people of color would benefit most from his minimum wage push. People of color would benefit most from canceling student debt and people of color voted the most for Joe Biden. So I, I don't quite understand that, but younger people are starting to see the way. But back to the Texas thing. So a, a AOC raised all this money, you know, just over the weekend. And, and that's beautiful. It reaffirms your, your faith in people. But here is the issue that I have with that. If you have to raise charity for one of the biggest states having a tragedy like that, where two dozen people died and they were sitting in the cold, I mean, you know, um, and this is partially because. It's not even talking hours, Bob. Like we're talking days. Like these people want to. Yes. And, and, and part of it is because. Republicans, especially Texas Republicans, they don't want regulation. So these companies, the energy companies were not regulated. And uh, so AOC raising that charity money is great. But I don't think that the wealth, one of the wealthiest nations in the world should need to raise charity to take care of its people. So winding all this back to the stimulus package, among the Democrats, we've got Kamala Harris saying, 2000 per month like they have in, in in other countries and then we've got joe biden saying you know 2000 when he wanted to win georgia and then he says well i meant 1400 if he meant that you know i don't know it seems misleading to me and to a voter that i know in 
in Georgia has the money. Actually, this mom that manufactures, uh, that, that, that embroiders the Fauci stuff. But now he's, then he went and he met with Republicans to discuss the stimulus. Did he meet with progressives in his own party? Did he meet with his own vice president who was suggesting $2,000 a month? Because obviously if $2,000 would help people one time, 2000 would really help um, people if it was coming every month. I know that it would help me. And so, th but he's also said that the 1400 is going to be means tested, which is one of those political words that I hate because not everyone knows what it means. It means that you won't get the money if you make a lot of money. Okay. Sure. But you sure. can be like it's me. It's the same thing he just came out with, which I, again, I respect and I worked on his campaign. I, did hours, hundreds of hours, like phone calling and making sure people voted. But it worked. But it worked. I do. It did. Yes, thank God. Um, but I, like, yes, it, it can come off. Like the message comes off at sometimes a little misleading. Do I think that that is? Um, does that fully represent who he is? I don't think so. I think it's just it's just getting lost in communication. I, I think that they have, in my opinion, of course. Baby, baby, the check is getting lost in the mail, honey. That's not oh, lost in communication. If you need the same thing with student loan debt. It's like, you know, like he came out the other day and was like, No, I'm not gonna cancel all student loan debt because that because there are a lot of money. And his point was like, No, there are people like me who paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for their kids to go to school. And I understand that. I get it. Like, but also I still, because I fell in love with school after high school and I have two college degrees and like I paid for all that myself because my family wasn't in that position. I still have twenty-five, twenty-seven thousand dollars student loan debt that I'm pay off, you know, thank God for the forbearance, you know, during this hard time. Right. Um, but but you know, like I get his point. Like, depending on how much money you make, then he'll take off ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars. Like, I do believe, in my opinion, that there has to be a sliding scale, because if we just forego all student loan debt, I think that's problematic. Well, the the argument against doing that is that I don't want my taxes to pay for a billionaire's student right. loan debt. But you know what? This is a talking point. Billionaires don't have student loan debt because they've already paid. They can pay as you go. They didn't take out a loan. So this is this is a, a way to make people feel like, oh, I don't want my taxes to go to billionaires. It's actually deceptive. And again, I think it's it, it's instructive to look. It, when you think about student debt as what the different positions are, Trump and other Republicans would just say, fuck it. You, you, you took out a loan, you pay it back. I'm not reducing any of it. Not, you know, not 10,000, not 50,000. But then Biden says he might do 10,000. Elizabeth Warren, who is somewhat progressive. Yeah, they want to cancel, cancel altogether. But no, she wants to cancel fifty thousand. Yeah, and he wants to cancel it all together. All of it. So, so this is the the. So Trump wants to pause it. Biden wants to pause it and maybe do ten thousand. Um, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren and others want to do fifty thousand, and then the, the AOC and Bernie want to do all of it. So, which one would help you the most? <laughs> 
I mean, well, you know, when you phrase the question like that, it makes me wonder, like, what, like, okay, so let's say, like, I'm in the middle ground, right? Like, I have about $27,000 still in debt. $10,000 is going to be helpful no matter what, right? Because that's probably, and, and it seems like that's what Joe is leaning towards, that he's going to do probably $10,000, because he did just say in an interview that he is not going to make the $50,000 thing or the clean slate. Uh, wiping out student loans. Uh-huh. He's not going to do that. Right. Right. So, ten thousand dollars is is lovely, you know. But at the same time, like I also believe that we should be doing what other countries are doing, <laughs> giving people like secondary education, like college. Like it shouldn't cost so much money. I shouldn't have paid. I shouldn't have paid to go when I was a New York resident at the time. I shouldn't have had to pay twelve thousand dollars to go to university. California well, was because always we... one step ahead with that. Because when you're a California resident, going to a, a state school is like fifteen hundred bucks a semester. Woody, you are sounding like a card-carrying socialist. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, but you see, again, this is a look at how you view your role of government small government where taxes are the lowest and you're basically on your own in texas if there's emergencies with student loan with a stimulus check or do you see it as in the middle like joe biden or do you see it as on the what they call the far left or progressive where you really want to raise taxes on the wealthiest and have that money go to health care now you also anyone from a housewife doing the budget is going to look when you need money whether it's a, a, a disaster or whatever say you know little johnny breaks his arm and so maybe so and so is the daughter's not going to get that prom dress right if you don't have insurance it, yeah. Anyone is going to look, take a good hard look at the budget. Neither party is willing to take a hard look at the budget because it- yeah, they they don't they, they don't want to go down to brass tacks like they would. And I agree in some regard. I do believe that because in, in in my opinion, the most important thing is people's well-being. That's right. what's most important. So I believe that people with serious health problems should have you know i do believe that people that are poor you know are you know have financial problems like they should be taken care of they should be supported i i i don't believe in taking advantage of the system but i do believe there there can be a common ground and i and unfortunately in, in my opinion Republicans come off very self-centered in a way that, like, it's just about like. Oh, that's that. Yes, because well, that's why you would call it socialism because there's a bigger view of how society works together and how the wealthiest should pay in order to help people who are poor. Uh, uh, the just only corporations only pay. If they would just pay the rates that they paid in the 50s, we would be fine. Right. Um, but they, they don't. And the sad thing is, is that both Republicans or Democrats 
are influenced by corporations and they take campaign cash. And that's really the, the, the biggest reason of why I support an AOC or Bernie Sanders is because they've sworn off corporate cash. So they are more likely to act on behalf of the people. And when I see there was a, a 60 Minutes thing last night about, you know, dead people in Syria, you know, trying, in my opinion, and I'm not saying that there aren't issues there, there have been for years, trying to gun up public support and sympathy to pave the way to go into another war, because Obama and his Secretary of State, John Kerry, did try to to go into war in Syria. Um, well, I mean, they 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 did, and uh, this is this is a, a goal that is I think is now being revived. And I don't think that I don't think that many people are trusting America to keep the peace as the world's police. Let's please take care of ourselves at home. Let's please, you know, we, we screwed up with Iraq. We screwed up with Afghanistan. Let's take care of home. I don't, I don't, I don't remember America starting a war that actually has worked. <laughs> like, I think they've all been kind of fucked up. I mean, from Vietnam. Well, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, like I feel like we went in on a lot of these wars. We went on and made yeah, well, pretenses well, that just were not benefiting. Wars make people money, and I think you're going to hear. You already began to hear under Trump about Venezuela and how we need to rescue them, honey. We don't need to rescue them. Look at who we've rescued, unquote, before. <laughs> that, that, you know, I don't think there's many Iraqis or Afghanistanians who are going to sing our praises. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I definitely uh, do believe that we are a country that has always been, like, welcoming and accepting of other people. So I, I, I don't think that we should close our borders to immigrants, and I don't think that we should do like extremist things about Um, your mic is not recording right, right oh, now. You can't hear me. No, no. Now I can. When when you move away from the mic, it. it's done it every time. I don't want it to get too hot. That's my concern. Like the do okay. I, I sound normal when I'm close to you? Your 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 level is going all the way up to the top, but both of ours are. So yeah, well we both have big mouths. So <laughs> true, true. <laughs> all right. Well let's well, let's do this. Let's um let's wrap things up because I don't want to keep it any longer. Okay. Why don't we do a little I'm gonna do these like fast question things. Okay. And then I at the end I'll have you just say Hey everyone, you know, it's it's Lady Bunny and you're listening to What's Up With E. Okay. Podcast. Okay. All right. So Bun Bun, I want to yes. play a little fun game. Okay. We're done with you. the politics. We're done. Yeah, no, but but what a great conversation. How about that? <laughs> I what enjoyed a great it. conversation. And and those are the conversations that I want to strive for on this show. You know, like I want to have real intellectual conversations that aren't just people hiding behind a keyboard. And listen, you I'm not even sure if you even remember this, but remember when I worked on the John Kerry campaign when I moved to California and, and you and I talked on the night that he lost? 
Yes. And we must have been on the phone probably for like close to two hours just talking about like, you know, because at that point in my life, it was the first election at that time in my life that I had worked for because I ended up working for multiple um, but you really helped talk me off the ledge because I have like really lost a lot of faith in democracy in a lot of ways. Um, mm -hmm. And I just felt like I, I really wondered like what was happening. But like you gave, you really did that night give me a full perspective of like how to look at politics and understand. And that we well, I mean, I, I gave I gave you my full perspective. I'm not, you know, I was never interested in politics until 9/11 happened in, in my city. And one thing I want to say before we go on to the lighter and fun yeah. stuff, I criticize Democrats, as you know, I've criticized Biden and, and Hillary. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you and I got into it back in the day. You know, but but never am I suggesting that Republicans are in, are the answer i uh, uh, bitch about democrats who i feel are less progressive and therefore more in the middle which is closer to the republican positions that's what you know and and you know it, i didn't get there overnight so you know we will continue the dialogue yeah and i and i think that that's healthy i think that that's important also you know like i there are times like if i use make a mechanism there are times where I'm, I would love to push her out of a window on a second story where I'm like, just stop. <laughs> but like, there are times where she does make really valid points. And I hear that. And that, to me, is where we can come together instead of this insane divisiveness that we continue to do in this country where all we want to do is like pin one person against the other, where to me, like, in, in a lot of ways, she does understand, even though she's strong in how she feels, right? She also still sees the other side in front of you. The only time that I've never seen the other side is when it comes to Donald Trump, because I think he's just a vile, awful Yes. Well, today, Megan was on The View saying that I, as a co-host of The View, can't even get a vaccine. I'm like, bitch, you ain't 65. You may be fat, uh, but you're not that fat. I mean, I don't know what you're, you I don't know what you're pre-existing. I don't know if you have asthma or diabetes or high blood pressure, but girl, you ain't no 65 years old. I got, you know, so anyway, she, she also had a, <laughs> she also had a weird, like, twisted braided ponytail that she was wearing from the side yanked over to her, her hair the side, top of her forehead I was like girl somebody needs to get their roots done because yeah. there's, there's only one reason to wear that hairstyle <laughs> yeah. she definitely is kind of hair miss with the hair did you see her where she looked like Sailor Moon the one day with like the two buns like on top of her head yes I, like, I did well no. I mean Th no. there, there's clearly a, a you know a, a gay on her team but uh that's, she that's is fucking with her yes <laughs> she, she is very pretty uh but you know sometimes i mean i see her as you know in addition to being a person and a dollar daughter of a political figure 
She is there. She's an operative. She is there to represent the right. She is, you know, her her being pretty and her, you know, looking, you know, like she's doing different hairdos and stuff that might appeal to younger is to try to present a softer face of Republicanism, which I think is very much you're on your own, Texas. You're on your own, you know, yeah. stimulus check. So that that is what she is designed to do. That is why Fox News anchors have big boobs and blonde hair and and super you know bleached white teeth but also that is why msnbc hosts may be people of color black latino trans or whatever but oftentimes they are selling you a corporate uh you know pro-war atmosphere that actually doesn't even benefit you know people of color so we we can't just we have to look at the news. And like you say, we have to listen to other people's concerns because if we can't, let me give you one more example because this oh, has been, been fun. So everyone, including me, posted jokes and mocked Ted Cruz, who flew to Cancun. He's the Texas senator um, who is hated by the left. And we we penalized him. I did it too. Uh, you know, and we had fun with it. And we said, oh, he's, he's so awful. But you see, that's what a lot of Democrats in the media would like to center on how awful he is. He is one person. He is not the policy that he represents. If we can think deeper than just the headlines and look at what he represents in terms of policy, which is basically you're on your own, Texas. I represent you, but I'm rich and I will fly off to Cancun with my kids. Yeah, That's that. See you later. Bye. Right. So, you know, and 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 that's that is, the, you know, so the, the, the real thing is, do you stop bashing him for long enough to say, hey, we should regulate um, these energy companies or if you are progressive, say these should be publicly owned. I've seen the new representative, Corey Bush, uh, is calling for that. Uh, I've seen, you know, the progressives in the squad calling to to make these public because you're acknowledging, in other words, run by the government because you're acknowledging we need heat. Right. We need <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we need water. I mean, th their, their corporate interest out there, I mean, Nestle water, you know, which will go and set up shop in a, a, a Central American country and tap their by the rights to a river with clean water and 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 bottle the water and sell it back to the people of ecuador or or whatever and they're like no we could just go get this out of the stream so the head of, of nestle made a, a terrifying comment you know saying that he didn't think that water should be free well obviously water like power or maybe you're suggesting uh, higher education and definitely lower education or, or kindergarten through 12th grade should be free because we care about the people in our society who aren't rich, who do need student loans, who do need stimulus checks. So it's, it's, I don't, I do not, I can talk about AOC or Bernie or how I like them, but it's really about their ideas. It's never been about them. It's never been about um, who they are or how old they are or what sex they are. It's about what they represent and who takes up those ideas. I support the ideas. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I, I, I mean, I've said it to you, you and I have talked about it, like 
do I necessarily always agree with you? No, but do I love you any less? Absolutely not. Like we're like, but that's that's what to me is what makes America special. Like we are a place where like you're not going to get hopefully shot up in the street because you believe a certain way. Where in other countries that kind of stuff happens all the time. Right. Right. Like we should be welcoming of understanding each other, and unfortunately. The past many years, it has become a place of like, especially, and I love social media because it allows people like me to get have a place and, and like you, and you know, we can help change people's perspectives or lives, right? Even if we don't necessarily agree with them, at least we're still having a conversation. I, I've always said that change happens with a conversation. Talk about it and find a way to do it peacefully. Yep. That's how you. Yes. Change. Yes. And and you don't you can't tell people's tone when you're typing at them 100%. online. Absolutely not. How many times have you texted somebody, you know, and you texted somebody like something, and then they get defensive, and then you're like, wait a minute, hold on, and then they're like, wait, I'm not defensive, and then it's like <laughs> it becomes like a whole thing, and then you're like, wait a minute, how can you tell how somebody feels? through a text message and an emoji. It's not how it works. Well, the, the, the emojis let you know if they're meaning to be comical or not. But here's the problem. An old bitch like me can't even see what the goddamn emojis are. Somebody, Trick was sending me emojis the other night, and I had to basically get out a magnifying glass to see that he was a hot Latin lover sending me a scorpion emoji. <laughs> yes, honey, he was going to put a sting on my pussy. <laughs> after after i take the mask off of it that's right of course we're all safe we're all we're all safe we're all safe <laughs> but how do you suck dick through a mask i don't know i'm still trying to figure it out <laughs> well it, ha it just has to be microscopic sized <laughs> and if it's microscopic size i ain't sucking it <laughs> Amazing. Well, I know you're a size queen, so I know you're not sucking anything, <laughs> anything microscopic. We'll never disagree on that, Woody. <laughs> That's right. All right. Before I before I let you go, let's let's do a little like fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some questions, and I want to hear your opinion. Okay. If you had to give up oral sex or cheese, what would it be, and why? If you could only have I, one I, or the other, I like to. Uh, give blowjobs to men with cheese okay so uh, I, that's a trick question I will give up neither that's still one of my favorite jokes of yours by the way you were like, I remember you being on stage I actually stole this joke I used it once when I was hosting like back in my club promoting days where you said oh it's a good thing I'm on the Atkins diet because there's a lot of meat and cheese on this stage <laughs> Oh, good. It's still my favorite. Okay, worst pickup line. Um, worst pickup line. Oh, it's been so long since I heard one. Um, wow. Worst pickup line. Ooh. Um, I mean, oh, worst, I'm, I'm, I'm trying like, to think. I always hate, I always hate the pickup line that's like, Oh, girl, were you, uh, did you just drop down from heaven because, oh, what is the one, like, you're dancing in my, in my mind? Oh, I, like, there's, like, a weird one like that. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's. Well, 
Well, I mean, you 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 don't you roll your eyes at that because it's it's corny and they're trying to 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 too hard to impress you. But I guess that's why I can't think of a bad pickup line because I guess men know I'm so easy that they don't need to try to impress me, honey. If it's a good dick, honey, there's no fussing around. You don't need to take me out to dinner and buy me flowers, honey. I'm there for it. So I didn't really answer your question, but yeah, I mean, I. I uh, I mean I do get irritated with some guys I've seen. Well, there's one in particular who keeps hitting me up and saying, "You know, what's up? I can come by because we have not seen each other since March or February. I can come by. Uh, you know, I got masks." And then he called me the other day that said he he had his vaccine. I was like, "You had one of the vaccines." <laughs> Anyway, it's the the sex. Listen, I'm glad I expressed myself sexually for decades, which is another way of saying I'm a whore. And uh, you know, if I have to take a ten month break or longer, I'm good with that. The scabs can heal, and all that. <laughs> what's the, what's the most ridiculous thing you've heard about yourself? Oh, oh. When I was bitching online about stimulus checks, someone who didn't like the idea of me trying to get money to working people like myself said that Bunny is a person of means and she's just trying to, to stir shit. I'm like, okay, I am not a, I mean, I'm, the, the wolf isn't at my door, but he is, has been spotted in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> since coronavirus and it's like no no you are you you do not get to dismiss my desire to get uh the stimulus check out there by saying that i'm just stirring shit because i'm wealthy no that is not true and if people get that stimulus check maybe they'll buy a damn t-shirt from ladymoney.net when, when people people who don't have money get money they stimulate the economy because they're not rich people who will put it in the bank Fair point. That's what, every economist agrees on that. Yeah, right. That could be a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> All right. Pineapple on pizza. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I don't eat a lot of pizza, but I look like I do. Okay. Favorite drag queen, not yourself? Bianca Del Rio. She is really great. I, I'm sure she would never remember me. We've met, we have mutual friends that we've met, but really just fucking funny as shit. And she just doesn't have any music like I do. She just walks up there with a the mic and reads them all. She's so quick. And I mean, I, she's, she's, she's twisted. Yeah, she is. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> Sometimes drag is a little bit sanitized today, uh, Mama Rue. So but I she, love to but see. She does, but she does read you for filth every time she gets on that stage. <laughs> oh, every time, every time. Uh, what know. was the, what was the joke about? Because you and I are the same way. Because when I DJ, I still use CDs. Oh, I do. I use um, uh, flash drives now. Yeah, but back in the day, you used to use CDs, and Bianca would always read you. You'd be like, the only DJ in the world that still uses CDs. You and Shishi. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. toilet paper over or under? Over or under? 
on on the roll because you know I'm a big over person. Oh, I don't want to um, pull underneath. I'm gonna. I pull. thought you were trying to ask me if I white back to front. <laughs> uh, I, I could I couldn't white back to front because I'd get shit in my cunt. Um, the uh, ooh, uh, oh, over, over for sure. I mean, I'm not that fussy, but uh, over usually, I guess. What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you on stage? Well, when at my first performance in New York, I was drunk and uh, I was doing a lip sync to I Will Survive and halfway through the song, uh, I fell and badly and my wig came almost off. And I was able to get through, get up with one shoe on and finish the, the remaining minute of the song right before there's that lull. So I got up and was like, go on now, go. And, and the crowd went nuts and they loved me ever since at the pyramid. So, um, you know, but that was, I mean, it's on video. It was tragic. What is the worst drag name you've ever heard? As you know, somebody I want listen. Let's keep it real, T. When I watch the drag race shows, sometimes when I hear some of these queens' names, I'm like, "What? What? Like, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't understand." <laughs> I mean, I have to admit that it's not the worst, but silky nutmeg ganache is pretty bad. I mean, listen, but listen to Lady Bunny trying to talk about somebody's name because my name was always meant to be silly so if it, if it suits you it suits you but now th there is one drag name that is worse than silky nutmeg ganache and that is sue wheat and sour so it's meant to be sweet and sour but it's sue like, like a pig you know there's no no just <laughs> sue first name Okay. And then the last name is Wheat and Sour, and it's meant to sound like sweet and sour. It's awful. It's like when you get the difficult to get joke, it's not worth it. <laughs> well, when you have to explain it, it's not worth it. <laughs> well, if you explain it and then you're still like, uh, no. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay. If you had a uh, last question, if you had a superpower, what would it be and why? It would be to stop climate change. Okay. Stop was, it. It's, that's the world's number one problem. And we're, we're kicking the can down the road. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not aiding it at all. We're, 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 we, we need to focus. I agree with that 100%. And it's funny because when you really, like those stories are not really reported on that much. And, and really they should be talked about more. Like our, our, our planet is destroying itself and we're helping. Yeah, we're doing it. I mean, the planet's not destroying itself. It didn't destroy itself. It, did, it didn't destroy itself before we got on here and we developed, you know, carbon producing. At any rate, uh, they get, the scientists gave us like 10 years until the damage was irreversible. And I think it may be nine years, you know, or now. I mean, so we're not acting. <laughs> no, I, I, and we're and we're not doing enough, and and hopefully that'll change. I, I mean, I I think that the great thing about today is having a conversation. Like I like I said multiple times, I think the more that we talk and acknowledge 
uh, each other's point of views without getting mad at each other is very important. I think that we can build a bridge and we can do that in a lot of ways um, that are very important. Uh, I give you so much credit because you are very much so in the same realm that I am where like, we're going to have, we're going to force conversations that people aren't having, you know, and they need to be had. And I think that that's very important. I thank you for being open and honest today. always well we can always still argue and get bitter <laughs> and and hate about anything from drag race to sports to pop stars to whatever so right that's right we can that's still right. be opinionated assholes yeah, on other we, stuff I mean, but we're but, enti- yeah, entitled opinionated assholes <laughs> typical I, I'll tell you what, if people were as passionate about these damn drag race queens and the the season, the challenge or the runway look as they were Medicare for all, we would be set. But one hundred percent agree. With them, I, I was I was not interested in politics when I was the age of the general, you know, drag race fan. So I really can't say anything. But hey, I hope you'll consider it. I can't bash them. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope they do that too. Um, I want to, of course, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with me today. We had such great conversation. I'm so happy that we were, we were able to, um, you know, build another bridge and, uh, you know, obviously um, follow Bun Bun. Hey, Bun Bun, talk a little bit about your social and anything you want to plug. Yes, you, we crossed a bridge and I am the troll under that bridge and my social media is at ladybunny77 oh no I'm sorry at ladybunny77 on twitter if you like politics and it's official underscore lady underscore bunny on instagram if you just want to see silly memes and find out about my gigs well, if you haven't, hopefully when we can actually all hang out and see each other in person again. Um, uh, Lady Bunny is amazing to see live. Her original music is so funny and her comedy uh, stints are uh, amazing. Um, so make sure you follow her on social media. Of course, uh, more What's Up Woody. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and more, all streaming platforms. Of course, follow me on Instagram at, at what's underscore up Woody and on Twitter at what's up Woody one. Um, of course, my own social media is at Woody Woodbeck on Instagram. So you can follow us, both of us. Uh, I love you, Bun Bun. And um, me too. What's up, Woody? Perfect. I love you. Peace. Love Thanks you too, so baby. This Good. Was to- so great. It was fun. <laughs>